welcome to Forever Canon. <laughs> oh boy. Welcome to Forever Canon. It says that in the intro already. The podcast where we talk about our favorite Star Wars books and hopefully more of our favorite characters than we talked about in the last book, yeah. which had a pretty limited cast, right? I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Almost said your name. And this week on Forever Canon, I said on yours. this hot, sweet 4th of July right on time, as it was always meant to be, we begin New Jedi Order, book five, Agents of Chaos 2, Jedi Eclipse. And this week, we're going to cover chapters one through four. But first, bum, bum, bum. previously on Forever Canon. We finished all of New Jedi Order Book 4, Agents of Chaos 1, Heroes Trial. Yeah. And go listen. Yeah. It was a good time last week on June 27th. I did. I listened to it. Yeah. It was only last week. But that was last week. This week, let's get started. Chapter 1. Leia Organa Solo. In the unnamed... Capital city of the planet Jindine? Yes. Jindine? Yeah, I don't know. I was... Gindine? No. (laughs) Well, we've had this conversation before, haven't we? I think I've said that awful word before. I was torn a little bit between how to write the pronunciation. But it must be like the eponymous capital city of the planet that we're on. Eponymous means named after. Did you know that? I only learned that through like music where like... The band has a, an album called Their Band Name. Okay, like New York, New York. and. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Anyways, we're here with Leia on, I'm going to say Jindine. I like that one better. Uh, she's working for Cellcore, a brand new group from the government that we've never heard of before, even though these two books are written by the same guy. The Senate Select Committee for Refugees, a heretofore unestablished New Republic group. Why is there no city name? And why was there no Cellcor in the last book? Like, if we're going to use it. Well, I think maybe... At least hint at, like, its beginnings or something. Yeah, maybe at its beginnings would have been nice. Or maybe, like, that was part of the thread and part of the plot, and it all got chopped because, like, there was more important things to be done. I don't know. Who knows how much time has passed between now and then? Well, we find out quickly. But Cellcor is a thing now. And also, the Vong are attacking. Oh, that's been a thing for a while. Yeah. But here at Jindine again, they are attacking. And there are not enough ships for all the refugees and doomed droids alike. Mm-hmm. And also this time, the bad guys brought dragons? <laughs> yes. Uh, the description in the book I'll read here. The 30 meter tall fire breathers didn't so much march as loll over the terrain. Like loosely tethered, lighter than air balloons incinerating everyone and everything in their path. So for any American listeners who use feet and inches, that is a 90-foot tall. That's a nine-story building. Yeah, that's almost that's almost a, a football field? How big is a football field? 100, 100 feet, right? Yards, uh, I mean. Uh, 100, 100, 100 yards. yards is like 300 feet. Yeah. This is like one-third of a football field. Yeah, that's how tall it is. That's and it breathes fire and incinerates <laughs> yeah. everything around it. The bad guys, Tim, bought. I don't know if they bought them. Sorry, they brought dragons. Yep. And I'm like right away in this book. What are we in for? Because we've not seen dragons before in four other books. We haven't seen floating gas bags of fire spewing. 
<laughs> but here they are, right? Brand new thing. Selcor, brand new. Yuzhan Vong Dragoms, got them. I said Dragoms, and I kind of <laughs> like it. <laughs> but are we in for a bad time here? Anyways, at Jindin, uh, all dragon hell breaks loose. The shields are down at our embassy escape zone, and a Vong in disguise is sowing discordant, divisive, anti-empire rhetoric. Anti-republic. Yeah, why did I say anti-empire? No, no, no. Because the, what the, the guy is saying is if you're an imperial or an ex-imperial, uh, yeah, yeah, they're yeah. not going to let you on the refugee ship. Yeah. Uh-huh, I knew that made sense. Yep. All right. See, don't backtalk me, boy. Sorry. Don't I knew backtalk was, me. I anti I'll shut that microphone off anti- and never be able to turn it back on again. <laughs> don't unplug it. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I mean, there's a lot going on at the beginning of this book. Action, 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 right? Yeah. And as all this is happening at the embassy where... Everyone has come for saving. They've come here to be saved by the New Republic. Take us off this planet with dragons on it now. How sad is that, too, that they're, like, locking everyone out? And they're, it's like... It's a horrible refugee terrible. crisis all across the galaxy. They have, man. like, a stun fence and a shield after that and yep. soldiers. Which is real life across so many places in the world, across so many places in time. Yeah. Even still today. Don't yeah. kid yourself, right? Yeah. But, you know, it's not all bad at Jindeen. Because we got a Jedi. <laughs> As Worth Skitter hops out of an ATST, Leia Hand chooses for Rin to be saved. And of course, one of them mentions Droma, mm-hmm. Han's new boyfriend, who she met for four seconds when they parked the Falcon and then the boys came and took it. Right? Yep. Or then wasn't he at the house also for a minute? Yeah. yeah he was just, at the apartment. Yeah, just a hot second. He wasn't there for long. Well, they mentioned Droma as we take off. Which means we're going to get some more Rin, the unabashedly hated race that gets dumped on all yep. by all species, apparently, in the galaxy. Yeah, just Nobody the, has any compassion for them at the all. The transient species of Rin that fortune tellers and that are like just from, you know. They're wandering gypsy culture, man. Yeah, they're, yeah, we brought it up. They're an old bad stereotype, yeah. but they are it. That's the word I couldn't find with stereotype. Can't, can't deny it. This is what they are portrayed as. Mm-hmm. And as, yeah, as as the as the refugee ship is taking off, Worth Skitter hightailing it back to the skip, carrying a, a I can't talk today. Back to the ship, carrying a lady and a baby, and Leia's like, aha, he must got on the ship. But guess what? He didn't. He stayed behind. He didn't make it on the ship for some reason. And it's it's assumed and like kind of presented to us that every single person left behind on the ship, oh, on the planet. Off the ship. Man. <laughs> Flip the switch. Off the ship. <laughs> we're to assume everyone's going to die or be taken slave and prisoner, right? Yeah. It's bad. News: Jindine has fallen, and it, I thought it was a good. Uh, I thought it was a good first chapter. Yeah, it was full of a lot of things that are happening, setting up like with yeah. Droma's relatives or clanmates. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good stuff too between Leia and three PO. Like three PO is always funny, and she's mm-hmm. always you know on top of him. Wart Skitter could be fun if he's you know straightened up his attitude from the beginning. Which he seems to have, yeah, right? Yeah, he went out of his a way to of, save a couple of people. A lot of people kind of course-corrected after what has happened in the last few books, mm-hmm. like the rogue Jedi who are all about being warriors, but there, here he is again. 
just doing warrior hero stuff. And three right? PO also in the last book or so he was uh, like afraid of how he would continue on. Now he's more Facing afraid his of his own death. Yeah. yeah, now he's more afraid for machines in general. Yeah. Like how are the machines going to survive? Yeah, not just himself, his race. Yeah. How is his species going to survive? Mm-hmm. This uh hol- holocaustic uh, what's the there's eugenics style yeah just, like just wiping out like of an entire set of beings the vong are that bad yeah and now they got dragons they're scary chapter title i got i i just wrote fire breathers maximum payload hey i yeah, like that, that one. sounds like a cool action movie <laughs> chapter two we'll write one <laughs> chapter two Leia's ship full of refugees are being attacked all the way to the big transport ship that's supposed to take them away, right? Yeah, death follows them. Two skips crash right onto the landing deck in pursuit. They follow them right into the landing deck of the freaking capital ship. Yeah. And crash on there, and it's all, it's madness. It's crazy times and action happening everywhere. A big explosion kills and hurts all kinds of people. It reminded me of episode two. Yeah. Like Padme's landing... On the on the landing pad, right, and then there's this, it's a it's a bombing, obviously a different oh, situation, but yeah, I don't know, I just kind of pictured it. The and same what way. what she's you... she's kind of like reliving an echo of her mother's life. Is it which one is it? Is it episode one where little Anakin flies in and That's is like be shooting? Episode one, if he's little, and he's like he he flies into the capital ship and he's shooting while he lands. yeah while he's crashed on <laughs> yeah. the uh, yeah you're right yeah yeah man all these people have the same. Same moments happening to them over and over in their history through their blood. Mm-hmm. Their special Skywalker blood. Mm-hmm. And don't forget, Leia Solo is a Skywalker. And she's sitting here thinking about how it's been, oh, you know, a month. A month. Yeah. It's been a month since she has heard from her husband. So a month passes in between the end of the last book and this book. Do you think that's enough time to form Cellcore? Do you think you could have sent a text? Yeah, maybe a little. He hasn't heard from. They haven't heard from each other in a month. This guy is straight up sucks again as a person right now. Yep. Big grief, TM. Han Solo sucks. Don't tell me you can't just call your wife and check in and like yeah. not make someone worry about you more than they have to because she already has to. And she, she goes into like his mindset. And how he's kind of, instead of going through the stages of grief, how he's reverting back to, let's keep everyone at arm's length so I can't get hurt. Becoming his younger self again, right? Yeah. But hey, maybe bonding with Droma will heal him. And she says, quote, Yep. Getting to know the Rin, even slightly, she had taken heart. I don't think she even spoke to him. I don't remember, and if they did, it was no more than a perfunctory sentence or two. Yeah. And what you do, just look at Biker Mouse from Mars, and she's like, he's a good boy. He's got a fancy tail. I heard that saved my husband's life or something. Yeah. Yeah, more... she's like, oh, and that bit that I got to know him. The, but you didn't. The Why worst, was that? <laughs> the worst part about this whole thing with Leia in her head is that she is worried about their marriage. And how, whether yeah. they'll survive it. And he's like, I can't be bothered to call home. Yeah, which well, would cause worry. Mind you, I don't really understand the phone technology of Cel- of Cellcore, Star Wars <laughs> universe. But 
Probably. Probably could send a message, right? Uh, Either easily. way, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. And she talks to the Rin refugees. Droma's family. Mm-hmm. There's a baby. It's his sister's. And she was chosen by Leia to stay behind on the planet. The baby came with, like, an aunts and uncles and cousin, right? Yeah. But Droma's sister, the baby's mom, got left behind on Jindeen. Yeah, because she just, just said, okay, there's ten of Yikes. you? Okay, I'm going to pick four of you. Yikes, because you have to. Yeah, there's a weight limit. It's evil-sounding, but you have to. And you must have the fence. If everybody's cl- clamoring and climbing all over the ship as you're trying to take off, it's bad. You can't. It's all bad, and it's all bad. Yeah. And it's all because of badder guys. Yeah. You know, it's like now the war has put all of the good people in a situation where they have to choose lesser evils. Yeah. I now have to choose which refugees live and die. I now have to choose which people get in and out of the fence. All bad news. And it's all because of bad guys. And Leia says to the family, here's good news. <laughs> Don't worry. Droma is with my husband, Han Solo, and they're looking for you. Phew. Now maybe we'll find a reason to call his wife. <laughs> she can call him. He's on the Falcon. She probably knows the phone number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it works, but you know what I'm saying. And she knows all the fake transponder codes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So. P.S. For sure, Wirt Skitter did not board the shuttle. Yes. That is confirmed in this chapter as Leia watches Jindine's shipyard explode mm-hmm. up in orbit. And she nearly faints from a vision. Something. She said the word vision. Yep. I don't think she meant superhero. And then the ship jumps away. And we cut to Worth Skitter in the embassy, embassy ruins. The empty embassy ruins, except they're not empty. They're full of other refugees and full of <laughs> Yushan Vong who are rounding everybody up. Yeah, with their living, like, tanks kind of circling monsters, everybody. Monsters. Some yeah. creepy monsters rounding up all the prisoners. Weird suction cup legs and... Tentacles, of course. Yeah. Some kind of suckalopods. <laughs> he gets himself captured on purpose. Why? So he can save the New Republic and avenge his BFF, Miko Reglia. And... Stick it to Master Skywalker. Yeah, so maybe... Oh, shit, he hasn't learned a thing. <laughs> yeah, maybe he hasn't changed that much. <laughs> he thinks to himself in this moment, every good Jedi hero sacrifices themselves for the greater good. That is a paraphrase, but again, how many times has that thought, that ideal... Yes. been stated in these books oh man mm-hmm. good guys love to die to stop bad guys or save good people yeah they love it they friggin love it makes them heroes chapter title help has arrived oh that's a good one um take heart oh. which i think is the first part of that sentence when he gets yes, captured he says take heart help, help has arrived yeah <laughs> Oh, we were so close. We were so close to matching up, but that's almost better. That's cooler. How did we chose a whole sentence and just and as much as I would like to say it was planned? No, no, we don't plan nothing. We just no, we just write stuff down. Show up with papers and try to make microphones work. (laughs) Chapter three. Han and Droma are heading to Sri Luk. Sri Luk. Is it a K or is it an R? 
S R I L U U K. Are you? You sh- go ahead and flip pages. I'm yeah. positive. In the newly painted matte black Millennium Falcon, they painted them Falcon. Tim, what a crazy disguise, eh? <laughs> it's black now. Nobody will ever recognize it. Yeah, it's an R. Yeah, what? It's Sri Lure. Sri Lure? I thought. It, oh, I thought. Oh, I thought you meant. Is it ski look? And I'm like, <laughs> no. no, that's an R for sure. Yeah, no, the oh, end is an the R. Last not... one? Yeah, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, it's an R, not a K. <laughs> I really thought you meant the first one. No, I'm like, no, it's not. It's not ski, Luke. <laughs> Anyways, whatever the hell the name of this planet is, guess what? I don't care. <laughs> Because you know what I think? We're not going to be here for long, or it's going to be lit up by dragons, or a giant snake in the sky is going to kill everybody, or we're going to launch a seed at it that poisons the atmosphere, or it's going to get exploded in a heat wave of ice from the center of a planet. I don't, It's gone. Something's yeah. happening here. I'm not sure if anyone's noticed listening to our <laughs> podcast or reading the books, the planets that you don't know the names of don't last very long. No, and guess what? Where are you, Kevin? Where are you for all this deep cut info? You would know. He would know this planet. He would definitely know this planet. He would know this planet. Anyways, they've painted the Falcon black as to be undercover. Mm-hmm. Crazy disguise. <laughs> it's excellent. And these two new BFFs exchange their man banter before Droma explains what Han's problem is. <laughs> if I may read from the book. Trying to beat tragedy by outracing it. Filling your life to the brim, even when it puts you in danger. Burying your heartache under as much anger as you can muster without realizing that you've shoveled love and compassion into the same grave. We live for love, Han. Without it, we might as well jettison everything. Get it? He's a spacer guy. Mm -hmm. Jettison everything. But like... They're so very insightful, this whole species, or particularly Droma. I don't know. Yeah. But we're told they all are, right? He's comparing They're it to... They're all good at reading people. Yeah, he's comparing it to things that have happened in his life, and that he's tried all the things that Han's doing right now, and it just doesn't work. And it is... He paints it as an understandable struggle with mer- mortality, because he's been there. Like you just said, he's like comparing it to his own experience. I've been there. I've done that. And then Droma later says, quote... Who are you mad at? Yourself for the things you didn't do? Or fate for having snuck up on you? I was like, damn, first of all, poetry. Yep. Second of all, ow. Because what are you really... He's really just mad at the unfairness of the universe and his best friend died. Yep. He's not mad at himself, could have done more. He's not actually mad at Anakin. You did the wrong thing. Yeah. No, he's mad that fate has... Finally, all in caps, italicized, underlined, multiple exclamation points. And bolded. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Finally caught up to him, though, right? Yeah. Man. Uh, that whole conversation. That was a hell of a line, yeah. I, I liked that whole conversation. Just how he's leading Han with questions that are, lead him to a conclusion. Well, that's how therapy works, right? Yes. This guy is not only a swindler, card dealer... A palm reader, probably, uh, what's that scalp reading thing? Frenetics or something? I don't know. I've never <laughs> heard that yeah, before. Real. Old, old medicine type of I'm going to have to go home and be like, hey, wife, let me read your scalp. But anyways, it's, yeah, it's a nice conversation. <laughs> and it's good for someone to be able to say these things to Han Solo, who he's not super connected to. And thus doesn't like lash out at Luke Skywalker telling me something on the landing pad at Kashyyyk or my wife or my son or my children won't drink with me. 
Cut to the New Republic generals having a meeting. Jindim has fallen. The war is going poorly. The New Republic looks like it it's only trying to protect the core. And the people outside of the core are getting upset. But do they really have enough ships to cover every threatened planet in their government? Of course not. Yeah. But this is now a commentary on the overreach of overpromise of a of a government system like this. Yes. You you can't you can't offer protection to all the people that you have offered partnership to. Yeah. And it's the rest of the galaxy is starting to come to the conclusion that you don't care about us, you only care about the core. Yeah, and as with they're falling into the the thing of every every sort of well, power. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Never every mind. sort of power where We'll something. we'll protect you. That'll be fine, and but but don't build your own defense because they don't want them to get well, strong enough. Well, only certain to... places like Corellia who are in trouble because they tried to have a rebellion when Leia was president yeah. or something like that, right? Yeah, Corellia but, was bad news because they're headstrong and stubborn. But nonetheless, also. the idea of joining the New Republic is is comfort and security. Yes. And as soon as somebody comes and threatens that on a large scale, it falls apart. You cannot protect as many people as you, as you have promised to. Yeah. And the generals, one of them, quote, it's every system for itself, which is horrific news for 99% of the galaxy. Yeah. Holy smokes. You got, you Nobody's got, the, got anything compared to the core. You got the systems like Bothwe that have their own shipyards and stuff like that. Yeah, but they're but also, when like, you, they build New Republic ships, right? When you run into places like uh, wherever Leia was, uh, Jindy, yeah. uh, they don't got nothing. Well, like They don't all have their own personal defense forces, which yeah. kind of seems stupid to me, honestly. But, you think you'd have your own police, but... but they. Well, they do on planet, but they don't have their own navies big enough to stop the Vong, I guess, no matter what. Yeah. And even the New Republic as a whole doesn't seem to. P.S. They're in uh, an underground place on Coruscant, these generals having a meeting. Yeah. A place called Dome Town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're Helped in, started by Chrono, Lando, by the way. They're in Chrono Trigger. Yeah, it was like this. It was, uh, let me see, I think I wrote it down here. It was like some kind of housing construction project where yeah. they're like, Move away from the heights and hustle and bustle of Coruscant and come and live in the secluded, quiet underground. Yeah. And then it didn't work for, yeah. <laughs> for whatever reason. Whatever various bunch of reasons. But yeah, Lando. Many business successes, but many, many more failures. Your favorite I, Star Wars character. Well, I like him. But he's a traitor. anyways the generals are in here having this meeting they're like the vong are hard to predict they're not attacking for military strategy they're just trying to crush our spirits right they're trying to ruin our morale Mm -hmm. and so we've got two plans right now number one we send leia organa solo to hapes yes to speak with their queen and convince that entire consortium whatever that word means must mean a bunch of consorts, which just means colleagues, doesn't it? Yeah, a group. Yeah, a collection. <laughs> Anyways, she's going to Hapes to speak with the Queen and convince them to join the fight against the Yuzhan Vong. Simple. Plan number two, lure the Vong into attacking Corellia. Simple. Wait a minute. <laughs> what? <laughs> we want to lay a trap, right? We can't be chasing them all over their four different... 
attacks at a time. They're so they have so many forces, right? They're so yeah, they're so widespread. Able, able to strike wherever they choose. It seems yeah. like the Vong. And so we're gonna lay a trap for them so we can smash them. That makes sense. It's pretty good strategical value. Strategical word? Strategic value. Hmm. Here's the thing about Corellia. I mentioned it a little bit before, but it goes into detail here. They're not allowed to have their own defense force. Ever since the center point crisis. Yeah. But center point, Tim, is the central point. <laughs> <laughs> they don't they don't really go into the center point crisis too much in right now. Well, first, what is center point? Yes. Larger than the Death Star, because of course, mm-hmm. we already did a Death Star. It's got to be bigger. <laughs> Larger than the Death Star, the artifact had been discovered to be a hyperspace repulsor used in the dim past and by an unknown race to capture and transport planets to the Corellian system. The station was also a weapon of unparalleled power, both Starbuster and Interdiction Field Generator and eight years earlier have been employed as such by a group known as the Sakorian Triad in an unsuccessful attempt to achieve independence from the New Republic. So super powerful, can move planets through hyperspace. Bigger and deadlier than a Death Star is the gist of it, right? Yep. We've got this big super weapon, and we're going to use that as the hammer on the anvil of the trap for the Vong at Corellia. Yeah, here's it's it's a nuke essentially. Let's let's do it. That's what Center Point is. Yep. Not to be confused with Cedar Point and its Millennium Force. Coincidence? <laughs> Coincidence, Tim. Anyway, Center Point. <laughs> They're trying to make it operational again. It's been disoperationized for many years. Yeah, it shut to- itself down. They say. Is that what they say? They're yeah. trying to bring it back online. A bigger than Death Star gravity weapon. Probably a good idea where nothing goes disastrously wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Also, hey, we find out finally, this is where they tell us, Leia resigned as chief of state because of this center point crisis. Yeah. Corellia trying to defect from the government was such a stain on her reputation that she was forced to to resign and step down after that. Yeah, because she couldn't fix it or whatever. It was a, fa- it was a big enough failure for her to have to leave being president of the galaxy. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And it makes me wonder, not to be too stairway to heaven, I guess, who organized all of that? Who put the Sikorian triad together and was the puppet behind this uh, upstart group of extremists, right? Yeah. Because it wasn't just a group of people on Corellia that decided, we're doing it. Independence. Someone manipulated all the stuff behind the scenes in the shadows because Star Wars. Yeah. Right? And with... So who got Leia taken down as chief of state? With how long the Vong have been here? Could it have been Borsk Failia? Could have been. The ambitious young senator at the time. Anyways, you get the point. Yeah. That's why. Center point is why she had to quit being the president of the galaxy. And as final points of this chapter, uh, Vicky Shesh, which is correct. It's S-H-E-S-H. Terrible. Yeah. Thought for a long time it should be Sesh, 
That's actually worse trying to say that. Vicky Shesh is a new senator, so let's politic her and we'll just get her to do whatever we want. <laughs> and the Huts will be siding with the Vong. That's a ruse. They're going to feed us information. They're not really siding with the Vong. We'll just get everybody to do what we want. Simple. And anyone we'll, who knows Huts knows they're siding with themselves. We'll talk the we'll talk the consortium into joining a war that doesn't affect them right now. We'll we'll get center point operational, even though we don't know how it works. <laughs> oh man. All the plans in this book have so much room for explosive drama. Yeah, they got a lot of what ifs and maybes going on at the moment. Simple. Yeah. How about uh how about a chapter title? My chapter title is Live for Love. What the hell? Oh, from the first part. Yes. <laughs> That's the thing with these Star Wars chapters. Often you'll cut to a completely different scene and place with a totally different tone. Yep. Right? Yeah. Because we go from two new BFFs having a heart-to-heart over what's wrong with your heart. Yep. To a bunch of generals going, we'll make them do this and we'll get her to do that and then we'll do this and we'll smash them. <laughs> <laughs> and I went with when, not if. Okay. I think that was something about... That's a good one. ...the Vong coming to the core. It's about... Um, affecting the... very consortium. end of the chapter, yeah. when they say, when we defeat the Vong. Oh, that's right. And then not they, if. Yeah. And then one of the generals or ambassadors says, I'm glad you used mm. when, not if. I noticed you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, hubris in that room, huh? Mm. Chapter four. Optimism. Commander Malik Carr. Cousin of the very first Yuzhan Vong we met. No. Oh. Did we meet Namanor first or did we meet no, we Yeoman, Yeoman Carr? Yeoman first. That's cool. Commander Malakar and Executor Namanor have been waiting for the hut they're supposed to meet. Mm-hmm. To make the deal to move through hut space and we'll leave you alone enough and we'll just do our war and don't worry about it. But like you must know in the back of your mind... Don't worry about it means we'll come back for you when we're done with the rest. Yeah. Or as we, whatever. Like, it's not a good deal and it's not safe, but it's safety for now and f- for these thieves. Yeah. For an invading force, if you can prove yourself useful enough, and especially yeah. in the long run, yeah. maybe they'll leave you alone to do your thing. Yeah. But these two Vong having their little conversation pop a little side note up that they're going to use now Hutta for genetic experimentation. Yes. That's bleak. (laughs) (laughs) That's really bleak with these villains. They've got all kinds of freaky deaky beasts that we've seen so far. They can get get, some real stuff done on a hut. You can get turned into a floaty gas bag that shoots fire. If you're a big enough hut. Yeah. Scary. Speaking of big enough huts, Borga the hut. Mm-hmm. It's finally ready. They never have good names. Borga the Hut arrives on her floating... Uh, or like little dais. Yes. Yeah. And thrown... Her hover sled. Her hover thrown sled dais. And a Dovin basil almost pulls her down from her big repulsor throne immediately. She eats a few Vong frog blobs, and then it's down to business. We'll let you have some planets in our hut space... If you leave certain other planets alone, if you do that, we'll run slaves for you. But, like, don't interfere with our drug dealing, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Malakar accepts because he doesn't actually care about any of that. Nope. And he offers Borga some free advice. He tells her to avoid Tina, Bothawi, and Corellia. 
Because those are the big targets. They're already targeting Corellia. Don't worry about it. Tina, I don't know about. Plans are going according to perfectly to plan. It's fine. They want to go to Corellia. We want them to go to Corellia. We're going to turn on the bigger than Death Star. When? Cut to. A whole bunch of huts having a meeting with Borga. Here's all their really good names. Pazda, Jabba's uncle. Randa, Borga's son. And Gardula, the younger. Didn't catch a family connection there. They end with A a lot. Yeah, well. Because was Borga is like Durga the Hutt's son or something too. There's a whole bunch of connections. There's yeah. a whole bunch of Hutts who are running the whole syndicate. And they're getting together for a meeting. Because surprise, surprise, Tim. They think they're going to double cross the Yuzhan Vong and play both sides and get rich. While the Vong fight the New Republic. And I don't know how arrogant and how stupid you can possibly be. But you are. Not you. The Huts. You're cool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the Huts are dumb. But nah, it'll work out. P.S. Boss Bungie runs the spice... Oh, my freaking God. He does. Runs the spice smuggling in Karelia. Remember Boss Bungie? He was yeah. on the big Jubilee wheel that got attacked by a snake. Yeah, New Han and Roa. Definitely won't be coming back at all. <laughs> Chapter title? Uh, negotiations. Mm. Threatened systems. Oh, good one. Not I just l- planets, right? I like that. A lot of systems. Not just planets. Political systems. Belief systems. Life systems. <laughs> <laughs> but there it is, man. There it is. There it is. Book 23 of the podcast. Yeah, I said it. Book 23 on this July the 4th. 2022 book 23 off to a hot start action action planning planning bad news a lot of this stuff the huts are in trouble the republic's in trouble the vong seem to be the only ones that have it together they're crushing everyone who will they crush next find out next week as we cover The New Jedi Order, Book 5, Agents of Chaos 2, Jedi Eclipse, Chapters 5 through 8. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. No Jedi and no Eclipse so far. Harumph, sir. (laughs) Harumph. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.